So we have this verse, this Pasuk in Yechezkel, Revava Ketzemach Asadeh Nesatich V'tahirbi V'tigdali V'tavoi Ba'adai Ba'adi Adoyim. So referring to the Jewish people, how they start off so small and they grew like uh, sproutlings in the field and they got even bigger and bigger and they became Adi Adaim. So there's different explanations that Rashi brings and what is Adi Adaim? One of the explanations is that it refers to ornaments like a crown. So here he explains that these are two crowns of Zah, of Zeranpin, um, as it's brought down, that it's really the two different levels of Netzach and Hoid of Archanpin, Archanpin being Chetzenius Akasar. So it's the very lofty levels, um, which makes sense because a crown, a Kesar, is, uh, is connected to the Gali level of, of Kesar. So um, it happens to be that Adi Adiim refers to these levels specifically within Kesar. And the beginning of the Pasuk, when it says Semech it's an, an analogy that just like when you plant a seed, in order for it to grow, transform from a seed into a sproutling, it first needs to nullify itself, meaning to say that it needs to become completely disintegrated into the ground, and only then can it sprout. So first has to, it first has a yeshus, it's a seed, in order to become, there's no such thing as yesh me yesh. It has to be, has to grow specifically through nullifying itself entirely, becoming an ayin, and then it can become a plant and uh, grass or whatever tree in order for it that becomes something completely uh, incommensurate to what is before. So that's the mashal, that's the analogy. Now the nimshal is brought down in Itzheim, the Rizal, is the unity of Zeran Pinnikva, Zah and Malchus. That it's impossible to have um, this, I guess we have different levels of unity. So we have face-to-face, just like the Kruvim were face-to-face. But we have a concept where there is, you know, the they're back to back. And in order for them to go from back to back to face to face is a process where one of the levels is called Nukuda Achas Tachasa Yisoid, where there's like a dot under Yisoid um, that the is explains Alp Kabbalah to get to this level of unity. And how does this connect to the Pasuk of uh, of sprouting? of seed sprouting that that in order to have this sprouting you first have to go through a process of it becoming nothing so i guess this this level seems to be the way i understand it is that in order to get from back, back to back to face to face is this intermediate step where which the expression in kabbalah is nikudataha sayasaid um that makes it, which is, I guess, corresponds to the level of Ayn, which makes it possible to reach this higher level of a real plant that it becomes, uh, becomes uh, an existence in and of itself. Now, 
these two crowns that we refer to as Adi Adaim, Adi Adaim, is, is this idea of drawing down um, from Shem Yudkein to Zah and from Zan to Machos and to Nukva. And all the way from, so from Arach Anpin, from Chatzim Yusakesar into Zah, and then from Zah into Machos. So it's the whole process. Now, Adi has three interpretations. And how do we actually explain what the word Adi mean? So, and Rashi brings down these interpretations. The first one is it's an ornament, like we just said, like it's a crown. Uh, we have a Pasuk to prove that. From Hansanai, the Jewish people receive the crowns, crowns, which is Nasib uh, Nishma. Second explanation is Ad is, is eternity, Nitzchias. For example, the Pasuk we have to prove that is it says, Sorry, I say that in the davening. We say that Ad, it's forever. Hashem is infinite, uh, infinitely great. So we, it, the word Adi or Ad means infinite. And the third explanation, which seems very counterintuitive, but we'll explain it, is it means limitation. It means uh, Ad Khan until here and no further. The, the proof text of that is a Pesach in Eov. It says Ad Poi Savai, until here you can come. Meaning it's, it's drawing up limitation of boundaries. Now, the Altarabas uh, explains this very fascinating concept that really these three explanations of Ad is really one concept. And they're all connected to the level of Kesser. Um, so how, how are we going to explain this? The first explanation that Adi is, is a kishut, is, a, is an ornament, that's, that's simple to explain how that's, that connects to the level of Kesser. Um, because it's literally a crown. So you can't get more obvious than that. Um, and the proof for that is, I guess, Gemara and Brachis, um, where it says, that I guess uh, the last level, or Ganadin, the Sadikim sit with their, their crowns on their heads. So that's that's easy. Now, just like a crown is made out of precious stones, that's what makes a crown special, the fact that it has precious rubies and diamonds on, in, in, in them, etc. It literally comes from the essence of daimim. We know that there's four levels of creation. Daimim is the lowest, which is inanimate uh, matter, like earth. But the, what's the greatest expression of inanimate earth would be a diamond or a, or a precious stone, because that is the most the most beautiful within the whole realm of of inanimate matter. Um, so, and that specifically that is used to make a crown for the king. And our sages say that uh, I guess this is. Uh, is it an angel called Sandal? That that he his the crown is created through specifically through the tefillahs of the Jewish people. That when we daven, the letters of their are davening is there. It's allude. It's alluded to that they're like stones. Our davening is like little precious diamonds or rubies and stones that become refined 
through and polished, you know, in order to make a diamond beautiful, a diamond in the rough is, uh, you know, it doesn't look so special. It just looks like a funny rock, but only when you shine it and polish it and cut it really nicely, that's specifically when the beauty is revealed. So, and the way we would do that refinement is specifically through our Messias Nefesh. And that creates this level of, of, of Kesser, of a crown, specifically through that. And similarly, when we fulfill mitzvahs, um, we have 613 mitzvahs uh, that are biblical and seven rabbinic. That is adds up to the number 620. And what's uh, special about the number 620 is it's the gematria for the word keser. It's the same letters, um, which is the 200, sorry, the 620 pillars of light. And that obviously connects to the love of keser. And as it comes down into practical physical action in the leather of the tefillin or the wool of tzitzis. And it goes into the practical, into the most lowest elements of creation. So you have what's called that really the highest level of Kesar, which is really the end. It's really the end of or in self. So it's really the highest level we can really even begin to imagine of Hashem that really comes down into the lowest, most physical gashmas of creation. That's why specifically a crown is made out of diamond, out of fit, out of uh, rocks and earth, uh, earthly um, inanimate matter. Now, this is what our sages say that la'asid, la'asid lavo, tzadikim yeshvim vatsreisim barashem. La'asid lavo, the tzadikim will be wearing their crowns. Because in, in the Garden of Eden, we don't have this revelation, but we only we, we only have this level of Nariyetsimeidin, that there's a river that comes out from the Garden of Eden. Now, that represents Chachman Bina. And so in Gan Eden, we only, this, this revelation only comes into the Neshama. However, Lasilavo, and when we have the Tchis Misim, resurrection of the dead, will have this revelation, not only just to the neshama, but even to the goof, to the body. As it says in Yeshayah, even in fact, the, the physical bones of a person that this godly revelation will uh, penetrate. That, and the source of this godly revelation is even beyond Seder Shtashlos, it's able to come down even further down because the higher something is in Seder Shashos, the further down it's able to penetrate. So obviously this highest level of Kesser is able to penetrate down into the lowest of physicality, even our physical bodies. And so it says, Vavarti ve'eretz misraim, ani malach. Meaning specifically, Hashem's essence is the one that redeems the Jewish people, which is the idea of Kesser. It's the essence. Um, and that's the idea of wearing the crowns. Specifically, Las Lava will reveal that within the most physical physicality is really the greatest beauty 
of a crown, which is the highest level of godliness, which is the level of kasser. Now, the second explanation is that this is of the word adi is nitzchias, as eternality, right? We said adeyad, shmagadol. So the whole question is, is how does the fact that ad means eternity, how does that connect to kasser? So he explains that, Rebbe explains that kasser is an intermediary between Hashem's essence and the emanations. So meaning, uh, just to use the Lashna Kabbalah, Atmos or Insof and the Netzalim. So the world, it's the bridge between Atmos and Atsilos. So we have this, this essentially what it is, is Orin Sof is not just one level. Orin Sof is a big gradation of infinite levels at infinitum. And the very end of that level, so to speak, is Kesser, um, which is ironic because it's, it's kind of beyond comprehension because the name Orin Sof is literally in Sof, but the end of that is Kesser. And so really it is, so Kesser, when you're tapping into Kesser, you're tapping into infinitude because Orient Self is literally in Self. There's no end. And then there's a very fascinating uh, parentheses uh, here that's beyond the scope of this, this, um, this shear, but it explains why is the Orient Self called Orient Self and not, uh, or ain tahila, a light that has no beginning, because, because if it's truly infinite, it would also have no beginning. So it explains that uh, the ma'inim are welcome to look into that to that parentheses. Now the third explanation of ad is the idea of limitation, specifically. So it's the kind of almost the opposite. So now the question is, how does this relate to Kasser? The answer is because. We are not, as human limited beings, are not able to grasp Kesser. And we're actually moving this, we're now entering the third column, Amud Gimel of Daf Zayin, the seventh Daf. Now, this level, with the fact that we're not able to grasp it, um, that is the whole reason why Chachma, which is the highest level that we are able to grasp, is called Rashis. It's the beginning of what we're able to appreciate and understand in a revealed form to some extent. So that's why it says he or there should be light that specifically when the lights turn on, meaning when we're able to in a revealed way, understand something that is, that is Chachma. But Kesser is actually more connected to the idea of darkness, which is means that we're not able to relate to it and grasp it in a practical way. As it says in the passage, that Hashem uses darkness as a veil to conceal himself. So, so that is referring to Kesser. And so that explains why the word Ad, as it means limitations, is connected to Kesser because we are limited into understanding and appreciating it. So it's very interesting. So it's, it's, uh, it's, we have this paradox with the word Ad because on one hand, we are not able to appreciate it. It's, it's limited. Our, our view of it is, is limited. 
So therefore there's limitation, but it's, it's unlimited in the sense that what it is in its essence is completely in self. Now there's a beautiful parenthesis that is beyond the scope of this shear that explains, you know, the classic expressions, um, that when we, when, you know, you know, usually like you say until this point, it's like one until 10. Are you including the number 10 or you're not including 10? So the Hebrew expressions is ad veloyad bichlaz would be not including. And ad ve'ad bichlal would be including. So he explains what that means, uh, as well as explaining um, and other places like in the davening where it says, Yishtabach shimchad lo adam al What does that, what does that really mean? Um, according to Pnimis inyanim. So the Ma'ayanim are welcome to be Ma'ayan in that. Now, this is what it means, Mishkan Ha'idus, a tabernacle of testimony. When the first Pasuk, the Pasuk of the Parsha of uh, Pekudi. Because the Mishkan represents this, specifically this, the second time it says the word Mishkan in the Pasuk, it represents a unity of Abav and Ima, which means Chachmambina. And how does this unity happen? It's through a Hamshacha from Kesser, uh, which is obviously the level of Adi Adayim, which is the idea of Ad, which you explained uh, just now previously, that all the three explanations of the word Ad and how it connects to Kesser. And this is also the explanation of another Pasuk we have in Tehillim that says, It says that the, 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 the tribes of Israel ascended, and they're specifically tribes that are connected to the, to the name of Hashem, Yudke, and they act as a testimony for the Jewish people. So the Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe explains that the 12 Shvatim, their source, Al-Pi is in the Midas, the emotions within the world of Atsilas. Um, now, this, their source, it's funny because they say their source in the Midas of Atsilas, and the source of them, of their source, I guess, would be in Arach Anpin which is Chitzini Sekeser, which is the source for the Midas of Atzilus. And that's called Ture Chashecha. Now, I guess, uh, rows or columns of darkness. And that's why it says, Shisham Alushvatim, that the, that the tribes, the Shvatim, they ascended there. What is it there, Sham, that they ascended there? They reached this high lofty level of my nukvin, of the feminine waters, uh, to from Malchus. Feminine waters means Malchus. So they ascended from Malchus to their source, which is all the way up to Kesser. So we that full um, ascension from Malchus to Kesser. And through this, draws down this level of Edus Israel, of this testimony becomes a testimony to Jewish people, a testimony meaning something that you're able to, revealing that which was concealed and drawing down these two crowns that we spoke about before.
Now, this is what it means in the continuation of the Pasek L'Hidus Hashem Havaya. That's the continuation of the verse in the Tehillim. So why specifically L'Hidus? Um, and in order, order for this level of Keser, to reach this level of Keser, we can't relate to it on a level of intellect. So the idea of L'Hidus is the idea of recognition and admission and self-nullification and recognizing there's something beyond us that's beyond our hasad. So like, for example, like in the morning, we say, we're acknowledging something that's completely beyond our ability to grasp and internalize. Um, so that's why we say, that's why specifically during the moidim prayer of Shmona Esrei, we, it says, it's brought down in the, I believe in the Zayhar, that one who does not bow during Maidim will not uh, uh, come back during the resurrection of the dead. So that's a hard, it's a pretty, pretty intense statement that the Zayhar makes here. Now, why is that? Because the whole, per- the whole idea of Tchis Mason is that through revealing the light of Kesser that we explained earlier um, and essentially elevating the feminine waters, which is Machos, elevating Machos to Kesser, which happens through Tzchitz uh, Mason, that is all through this a level of Haida and Bittal. In order, so the idea of bowing and um, is, is the whole idea of of self notification, I recognizing that there's something completely beyond me that I can't understand and appreciate. So ne- the next ois, ois hey, chapter five, explains the continuation of the verse in Parshas Pukude, the first verse in Parshas Pukude, which says, Asher Pukad al Pimosha, that the accountings of the Mishkan was specifically accounted for through Moshe. Now it's brought down in the Priyitzchaim that the unity of Chachman Bina, which is Kabbalistically called Abba and Ima, is that actually that unity it actually happens during the first Pasuk, when we say the first Pasuk of the Shema. When we say specifically, we say Shema so Havaya Elokinu. When we say the words Havaya Elokinu, we are attesting to and creating that unity of that higher unity of Abba and Ima. Now, when the continuation of the Shema, when we say Vahavta, like that whole first paragraph, and you should love Hashem, that is actually the Kabbalistic expression here he uses is Tikkun Gulgalta Deza, which is, I guess, fixing the skull of the emotive attributes. So it seems like what he's saying here is that it's expanding what the Gulgalta is Kesser, is, is connected to the idea of, of Kesser um, within the emotions, so starting with chesed is the first of the emotions, 
Um, specifically, drawing down from Kesser to the emotions. Um, and then all of the other uh, emotive attributes, so on, um, they all become one. And this generating this lower unity uh, within the emotions themselves. Now, in the first Pasuk of the Shema, we have the, where we have the unity of Abba and Ima, the light of the love is not felt. We don't feel that the love yet because it's completely beyond emotions. All we have is bittel. We have the bittel of Chachma. We have self-nullification within wisdom because it's just, it's completely beyond our ability to appreciate an emotional level. And that's just completely enod milvado, literally. And we don't have this idea. We don't have a reciprocal loving relationship at that point because it's just completely beyond our ability to even love. But only once that lofty unity takes place and is drawn down into the emotions, then we can say that the love is even relevant and that's where we get to the, ver- this, the, the, the first paragraph of the Shema Vahavta, et cetera. Now we find this unity of Abba and Ima in the first Pasuk of the Shema, that, it's, that is connected to the second half of the Pasuk of the first Pasuk of Pekude, where it says Mishkan Ha'edus, Tabernacle of Testimony, that was Pukad Alpimosha, meaning that it was that this unity, the word, the word pukad or uh, pekude actually means counting, but it also means unity um, to become one with something or intimacy. It can mean to become intimate, man, husband and wife uh, coming together um, is all the same word. So, but, so that unity is so that essentially this yichud, this unity of chachman bina, abba Yud and K, all the all the same terminology. This is specifically all through Moshe. Why? Why do we use the word Moshe? Because Moshe is epitomizes this level, this idea of bittel, of self nullification. And when we say Vahavta, the continuation of the of the Shema, that is reminiscent and corresponding to the first half of the verse of. Of the of the of the Ela Pekude Mishkan, and why why is that? Because the word Ela is the gematria of thirty six, which corresponds to six times six. Six is the number of emotional attributes, and so that's the that corresponds to the Vav of Hashem's name, and um, Hamishkan is the He of Hashem's name. So. So essentially, we have essentially a reverse. The first half of the verse corresponds to the lower level of unity um, of with connecting our emotions and expressing our emotions. And the second half of the verse of of Pukad, of Pimosha, that's specifically the higher level of unity, which is only achieved through the Bittal of Moshe. So now what does the word Pukad mean? Very interestingly, there's no Vav in the word Pukad. It's just Pei Kuf Dalad. Pekuf Dalad, if you rearrange the letters, it actually spells the word doifik. 
which means to knock. Now, Kabbalistically, the word doifek is corresponds to the extremities of the name of Havaya Vyakivavke. When you take Yakivavke and you when you spell out each of the letters, and you spell out each of the letters specifically using the letter Yud to spell out the letters, you get the gematria of 72. That's called the Miloy Ab of Shemavaya. Now, specifically, those that are into Gamashia and math, when you add up the letters, specifically, when you ta- add up the Yud, and then you take Yud plus He, and then take Yud plus He plus Vav, plus Yud plus He plus Vav plus He, you actually end up with the Gamatria of 184, which is Kufpe Dalad which is specifically the same gematria as daifek and the same gematria as pukad. So this idea of pukad is really connected to this very lofty level of shame ab, the, the milieu of shame ab of shame avaya, which is, I guess, invested in chachma. Now, as it is as it is written in the Tame Mitzvahs in Parshas Vayera, that one person, the the doifek, a knocking, illuminates Chachma Abba, this level of Abba, and within it, it illuminates the Orient Self, and therefore, this idea is is this, this like constant knocking going on, and this specifically coming from Chachma as it rests within the orange self. Now, this is all very Kabbalistic and not uh, simple to understand, but this is what he's saying, that the idea of doifik, of knocking, essentially, maybe it's essentially connected to the vowels of a word. So in, in Lashna Kodesh, we have the Nikudais, we have a Kamatz, a Patach, a Tseire, a Segel, these different vowels that are underneath the letters to, uh, to help us pronounce the words properly. That, those uh, Kabbalistically come from the level of Chachma. And so that's the idea of Daifik. Specifically, when one knocks with one's hand, it's literally expressing the Acharaim de Abba, the extremities of Chachma as it is in Atsilas. Now, getting, if this gematria was uh, was uh, was not so simple, we're, we're going to take it up a notch. Now, if you have, do the same mathematical uh, gematria work that we did with the word Shem Havaya, with the Milui, the Yud of the Yud Milui. If you do the same thing with the name, uh, there's another name of Hashem called which is Aleph, Hey, Yud, Hey, essentially you end up with the gematria of 161, Kuf Samach Aleph. Now, what's pretty amazing is when you add Daifik or Pukad, which is 184, with the gematria for, of the Milui of Eh, which is one 
which is like, which is 161. So 161 plus 184 ends up to be the same gematria as none other than Moshe. The name of Moshe is equals that gematria. So this explains, this is because Moshe is this fusion of Pneumius of Bina and the Acharaim of Abba. So, <laughs> so essentially the external aspect of Chachma and the internal aspect of Bina, that fusion is essentially the Yichud of Abba Nima, which is happens through the power of Moshe, which is the idea of Betel. And we're going to explain in physicality that, that blood is specifically comes from the level of Bina because blood enlivens and brings life to all the limbs of the body. And when you take the Kamacha of Akia, when you add up um, in succession each of the letters, um, but including the the letters preceding it, without the Miloi, you end up with the Gematria of Dam, which is blood, 44, um, which is pretty cool. So you end up, you see how Bina is connected to blood. However, the external Acharaim of Abba, the external the externality of Chachma, encloses itself within Pneumius of Bina. And that's the whole idea of knocking. So essentially what you have is the, the external knocking, the Acharaim of Abba of Daifik, that's kind of when, when a person like, I guess, knocks on their chest or knocks in an external way with their hand. But the Pneumius of Bina that daifik is the idea of, of the heart beating. That the, the beating heart is also uh, the same word daifik. That um, and you have this very fascinating idea, even though bina is very much connected to gavura because it's in the this in the left side of the uh, I guess the Kabbalistic chart. Um, there's a big element where it's really much connected to chesed because um, very large percentage, the vast, vast majority of blood is actually water. Um, so if that's the case, water is the idea of chesed. So, and water is what, you know, what gives life to everything. So blood really gives life to everything. So it's very much intertwined with chesed. And that's why when you unite the Acharaim of Abba and the Pneumius of Bina, this is Yechudilah, which brings about the expression of the, the Midas and the first of the Midas being Chesed. And, and that's the idea of Adam, man, is Aleph Dam, which is the idea of uh, Hashem's Aleph Shalalam within the blood. Hashem's presence within the blood is, is man and the, the godliness in the blood. And this whole idea is expressed in the verse Asher Pukad Al Pimosha, based on everything I explained. Now, to get practical in our Vodas Hashem, this level of Asher Pukad is the idea that 
there will be this level of Ratzavashuv. Ratzavashuv, the best way to explain the void of Ratzavashuv is ascending and descending, that we are constantly trying to gain inspiration, come cleave to Hashem. At the same time, we have to remember that the whole purpose of cleaving to Hashem is to return back here and bring that energy inspiration down here in this world. So specifically from the levels of Gvura within Bina, which is the idea of blood, it goes, we have the, we see this idea because it comes the blood, it goes from the heart to all of the limbs and then it comes back to the heart and then it gets re-oxygenated and then goes back into the limbs to get, bring the oxygen, then goes back into the heart. So you see this constant never-ending uh, cycle of ruts of a shuv, essentially uh, within the human body. And Moshe, we see that Ashpukat Alpi Moshe specifically, um, that the level of Moshe, which is the Haram of Abba, and Panemius of Iba united, Ima united, so this unity of Abba and Ima, of Chachman Bina, we, we see the Bittal of Moshe. And we have a parenthesis that, uh, quite long parenthesis that an- analyzes this idea of knocking of, of Daifik and um, Daifik Bayad, knocking um, with your hands and knocking within your heart, the, the beating of one's heart, how it's, um, we, we, it explains different concepts within that at greater length. Now, moving on past the parentheses, we are now uh, deeper into the first column of Daf Ches, of page eight, that the whole Seder Avoida that our sages enacted was specifically in our davening that we should say Pesukah de Zimra first. And then, only then we should say Krishma. So why should we do that first? I mean, I would think that first you would have this lofty unity uh, that you do from Shema, which creates the inspiration of the Havta. No, we have the, we have, um, I guess it's, um, you first have the Pesukah de Zimra, because you need to create the inspiration and the emotional attachment and excitement specifically prior to even reaching this high lofty unity that is achieved through Kriyashma. And that's why um, the, the unity that's of the higher level of unity that's expressed in the verse of Parshas Pekude is actually the second half of the verse and only um, the first half of the verse is um, represents the lower unity because you have first have to have that inspiration of Sukhdi Zimra, and only then you can create the unity of of um, of Yudke of Krishna. And it specifically had to be the service of the Levites because that is relevant to the level of. Um, Moshe, which is this same concept as of Bittal, of Moshe and the, the Levites having that same level of nullification, self-nullification to Hashem. That 
we see above this unity of Abba and Ima of Chachmabina is much greater and not able that the Jewish people are not able to reach it. And that's why we have to do Pesuk de Zimra in order to reach that higher level um, and generate that bittel. Um, and then we can reach the Shema. And the idea specifically is Pesuke de Zimra, song, verses of song. Now, song, what's the, what's, what, who were the people that sung in the base of Mikdash? It was the Leviim. So it all makes sense. It's all connected. Specifically through the Leviim, we can reach this level of Asher Pukarapi Moshe. And that's how they spiritually carried the Mishkan. They were involved in carrying the Mishkan, which uh, was accompanied by their song. And this whole concept is, that above, similarly above, we have the these supernal angels called Chayos that uh, metaphorically or spiritually carry Hashem's throne. Now, this is done with, it's we say in the davening, that it's misnasim barash gadol, that they carry Hashem's throne with a lot of noise. What is that noise? That would almost be similar, akin to the singing of the Levi, the Levites. And that's a hispilus, that's a certain ecstasy, an emotional expression that specifically through that, it makes it possible to lift the throne, Hashem's throne, which is Hashem's Shekhinah. And that's the same idea of the singing of the Levi, that they had this element of Ratzavashuv, and through the Ratz of Ashuv, this ascension and descension continual cycle, that they were able to carry the Mishkan on a physical level, but also on a very much spiritual level. And to lift it up, lift up this level, this lower unity of Zerampin and Nukva, to connect it with this higher level of unity, which represented by Mishkan Edus, which is the unity of Abba and Ima. Um, which was the avoda that the Levim had to do. Now, similarly, with regards to man, we, in through Pesukah de Zimra, we, by us doing our Pesukah de Zimra, we're essentially doing the avoda of the Levim. As we say in Tehillim, Reimimois Kael Bigreinam, that through our throats, through our song and through our throats, we elevate God's divine presence. And through this, we push away any concealments of the animal soul. And this concept, um, we are able to reveal the inner dimensions of our hearts. And that is makes us a vessel, a proper vessel to and a, a self-nullified vessel to come to this level of the first verse of the Shema with complete Messias Nefesh in saying Hashem's name uh, and saying that Hashem is Echad, absolute unity, to reveal this unity, this higher level of unity. And we find that in our Avoida, we have Sukkot Zimra to elevate Yehudah Tata, this lower level of unity, and to, I guess, elevate it 
which is the idea of El Mishkan, and unite it with Hashem in the higher level of unity, which we represented by Mishkan Edus, which is connected to the first Pasuk of Shema. And that is also connected to the, the Pasuk and te- the part of the Tehillim where it says, Shasham al-Shvatim And this elevation begins from the level of Shvatim. Specifically, the Shvatim ascended without the Shivteka, meaning that would be the, the lower level of unity, the Yehuda Tata. And then the Shivteka come in and bring about that higher level of unity. Um, as it is known that, I guess, the, there's an analogy of 12 cows, 12 buckar, that within the world of Bria, that um, they cause a similar elevation and process. And their elevation makes it possible to reach this higher unity of Shivdeka, which is the unity of Abanima, which is the level of Edus Yisrael, which is the idea of Mishkan Edus. So essentially that last paragraph, which we explained, is summarizes everything we spoke about in the context of the various psukim that we brought down, the first pasuk being um, the first pasuk of the parsha El Pudim Mishkan, and then also the pasuk in Tehillim of Shoshama Shvatim, and it all in the, makes sense, uh, Al P Chasidus and Kabbalah, and also the pasuk of Krishma, and the subsequent psukim of Havta that we draw down this. Lofty life from above to below, uh, from Aben Iman to Zun, and this is the explanation of Edus Israel. We draw down this level of Edus of testimony to the Jewish people, which is Zah. And as it is written, we say um, it's specifically written that in uh, the Pre-Yitzchayim that the whole idea of Shema is to draw down the intellect, the intellectual unity, which is this higher level of unity of Aben Ima, which is these two crowns, so to speak, and, and cause it to be enclosed in the lower level of unity, which is the level of the unity of Zeran Peninikva. And we have to finish off the, the daf. Now we're already deep into the second column of Daf 8. But to finish this Daf, there's a beautiful parenthesis which explains the concept, very powerful, that the Ayn and the Dalad of the Shema are enlarged, which makes the word aid. But the, the, words that, the letters that aren't enlarged of the word Shema and the word Echad is Shin, Mem, Aleph, Ches, which when you rearrange it, it spells the word Esmach. So specifically through our joy, we are able to generate that bitl self-notification, which makes it possible for us to draw down this level of Orient Sof. Look further in the parentheses over there.